0: The guys from Ping, they've kind of shown me how much the equipment matters.
1: I just love that I can hit any shot I kind of want.
0: We're
2: going to be able to tell some fun stories about what goes on here to help golfers play
1: better golf. Welcome back to the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. Uh, I'm Shane Bacon, Marty Jurtson with me. Marty, we're at Putting World. Yeah. We're in Scottsdale, which means it's WM Phoenix Open Week.
2: Uh, this, this week is uh, super fun, Shane, because this place is buzzing. We're at the tournament today. And it's just like a it's it's a who's who. Like it's like uh, it's one of those weeks where you know people are going to be texting you, calling you, "Hey, I'm at the tournament. Meet Can I get tickets? Here. Can I come by the office? Can <laughs> I get some tickets?" Do you have any extra tickets floating yeah.
1: around right now? Before we get to our guest, I wanted to ask you about your experience playing in the Phoenix Open. Yeah, you've played in one or two. I played in one. one what, what year was it?
2: 2020. Okay.
1: Can you tell about the experience doing that?
2: Uh, it it was uh it was kind of like my life's dream to play in the Phoenix Open because I grew up as a standard bearer. So I was eight, nine, ten years old, carrying the sign. I grew up in a small town, Globe, not too far from where Tony grew up and uh you know it was such a journey at that time it's like four hours to get here wake up at four in the morning standard bearer. and i remember bringing home bringing back to school the next day autographs davis love the third and john daly and bobby clampett or or what have you and just growing up being a standard bearer then it was like okay i want to play in this someday and i never thought i would be able to but 2020 was a dream because my my kids were there and i love that my kids could go in when you play people might not know this but when you get to 16 you're like how's my family gonna like get in there and see me well they take care of your family you have a person what's going on that's right you have a person there that's like okay family boom we'll get you right into the front spot they watch i hit beautiful shots on 16 go over say hi to my family i'll that i'll i'll never forget Uh, cheers or booze? you said beautiful shots what was it like i had cheers i hit my both both rounds didn't make the cut but my both rounds i hit awesome shots uh kevin stadler told me hey whatever you do on 16 hit one less club okay because you'll be juiced and he was absolutely right it was like you know 160 to the hole normally be a nine iron pitching wedge all day crush it Right at the flag it it was cheers it was cheers
1: uh so marty having a legendary moment we got a legend with us today i want you to introduce him i know you know him very very well and you've worked closely with him for what i'm hearing is 30 plus years at ping
2: yeah yeah tony serrano who's one of my mentors at ping and uh, i've learned a ton from tony um and it's awesome to have him on the podcast he has poured his in his most recent part of his career at ping has poured his uh his his blood sweat and tears into our putter family which we're going to talk about uh but what's fun about tony is he's worked with the solheim family over all three generations so that's yeah yes exactly going on the fourth now fourth generation so tony i think i want to kick that off and ask you what it was like because when i started Ping, karsten had already passed and you had personally worked with karsten and then his son John A, and now John K, and now the fourth generation. So what has that journey been like?
0: It's It's been amazing. And uh, first of all, thank you for having me. But um, yeah, when I first started, Carson was very involved in engineering and, and everything in the plant. And just kind of watching him and the things that he really focused on, the details and some of the stuff that um, he he was showing everybody and teaching everybody from the engineers all the way down to the people on the line in production that that the details really matter and that even a person on the line if there's something you're not comfortable with you can stop it and then just make sure we're doing the right thing is always what's kind of his biggest message make sure we're doing the right thing
1: if you don't mind going back you know three and a half decades or so when you started to ping were you a golfer how did you kind of get involved in this great company and kind of how did you first start at ping what was your yeah. first
0: gig so I, I i came down on a tour i went to school from, I, from uh, northern arizona university okay. yeah, yeah, we came down on a tour to tour the machine shop and at the time in the late 80s our machine shop at ping was one of the the more uh, higher technology machines yep. and stuff cnc carson was very always looking to how we could get better so we had some of the the first cncs in the valley we're in our shop. So we went down as a group to see that. And while I was down there, I just asked, hey, do you guys do um, internships? And they were kind of like, well, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, I, I, I did an internship, and then I went into uh, full-time. Were you a golfer? I was not. I mean, I dabbled a little bit down in uh, our kind of our <laughs> hometowns. But not really, not really.
1: And uh, Kent Notes, who was here a yeah, bit ago, was yeah. kind of digging into your chip-in and stuff like yeah. that. Are you a golfer now? I am. Okay, and how is the golf game?
0: It's – I wish it was better. I'm a, I am kind of hover between an 8 and a 9, but want to be 5. But, well, you know, well, it's a, it's a, I it, love it. It's a I tough understand. world
1: to live in. I mean, you got all I mean, these yeah, guys look that are like, playing in tour events <laughs> and playing in major championships. I feel intimidated showing up as well. I had to play this guy in a match yesterday. It was tough. Yeah.
0: Our whole group of engineers from Corey and Marty and all these guys are so good. Um, so always, we always joke around, hey, make sure you guys are developing product for an eight and nine hand cap, <laughs> not just a scratch. Yeah. So.
2: But you putt like a tour player, Tony.
0: Well, I mean, uh, come on.
1: He can roll the rock. I,
2: Tony can roll the rock.
0: That's
1: where, that's where you can make up the shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you got into, into, the go- into ping, mm-hmm. when you got into kind of building golf clubs yep. and working in that world, where did you start in terms of what golf clubs you started
0: on and how did you get into putters so my very first project was the la bag stands okay when we did the la bags back when we first started doing la bags back in the late 80s um so i worked on that and was worked closely with johnny on that um that was a big project for him and then i went into working on the woodwoods so the first woodwood i worked on was the uh zing woodwoods okay and um i worked both with Carson and John A. on that, and they both had kind of differing opinions on how we should do it. But it was a great experience to hear from both these guys on what – and they both aligned on what was very important, maybe just different ways of doing it. Which Which did you go with, do you feel like? At so, the end of the day, who won that battle? <laughs> um, it was – actually, I have a quick story. Yeah, yeah That's cool. for sure. So That's, it's a podcast. That's a the were, point of it. Is. We were working on Woodwoods at the time. So we just, at the time, we had the I2 – woods out there and the i2s were if you looked at the sole plate they had kind of had a half circle and a flat and then screw so it was locked in like a puzzle piece yeah so john a and i were working on sole plates that did not have that and we just added a screw and karsten john would tell me we'll go show my dad and i go show his dad and his dad would say quit working on that we're not doing that and i go back to john and john goes we're fine just keep doing it
1: so i mean how stressed are you you're just like I'm sweating like, I'm, bullets
0: yeah i'm like 23 i'm like i don't know what's going on here <laughs> so then um one day i went to karsten and I, this had gone on for a while and karsten didn't say a word to me and he says follow me and we walked across the street to uh, it's 21st Avenue, which is now closed off. It's Karsten Way. But at the time, it was a public street, so cars are going through there, whatever. So he walks, walks me out onto this road, and Karsten's, you know, he's up there in age still, and he walks up to the curb of the street, and he just starts swinging this wood as hard as he could against the curb. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? And he's swinging as hard as he can. And finally... The sole plate falls off and it's rolling down the street. So I go pick up the sole plate. And I come back to Carson. I'm like, here. And he goes, let me see that. And I said, okay. And he looks at the sole plate, and he goes, this, this is good. I go, how's that good? It just flew off. He said, the sole plate or the laminates from the wood were stuck on the sole plate still. So. The glue did not fail. The laminate failed ah. in the wood, so he was OK with it. Yeah. And then from there on out, we were good to go. <laughs>
2: you were smooth sailing. Teaching moment. But wow. I, tell,
0: I tell some of the younger guys, <laughs> back in the day, that's how we did destructive testing. There Carson go. would go hit it on the, the street. <laughs> he tried to hit like a cars car cars coming are going by. by. And he's swinging as hard as he can. I'm just like, <laughs> what's going on here? But um, that's kind of how Carson did it. It was kind of down to just the the very basics, right? And, and that was his way. And I think he went over there to kind of show me and show, I don't know about John, but hey, this if they can withstand this, it was a learning moment for yeah. me. It's like yeah. the, he was worried about the epoxy not holding. Yeah. You know, we didn't have the mechanical lock anymore. And that we showed him that the it did hold up, the wood failed, and we'd been doing uh, woodwoods for years and they never failed, so he was okay with that. Yeah. yeah.
2: I've also heard you worked on the L.A., you know, around the office, we'll take a bag and throw it, yep. and go boom, <laughs> and then make sure it can land, land. and yep. stand and not break. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty that, fun.
1: Marty, that's like old school. Te- they they do it a little different now. I know there's there's a machine that literally yes. picks the bags up yeah. and sets and, them down now. Yep. But yeah, the old school is you hit the club against the curve or throw the bag get, 20 <laughs> yards and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So Tony, we worked on bags. You worked on wood, wood woods, uh, and then what
0: what was the transition so to next for you? Yeah, so. I worked on, the, like I said, the Zing Woods, and then I went into the ISI, Wood Woods. I worked on the Tai Sai, Tai Sai Tech, um, Rapture, Rapture Beach. By the way,
1: that's close to my heart because as a junior golfer, that was when I got into ping. was when the, 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 the that was the driver that you know everybody yeah, had in junior I, golf. Yeah. Um, I had two of them. Yeah. Um, somebody try and locally tried to change the shaft out for me and screwed oh, yeah. it up because oh, remember really? you <laughs> had to take it to like a yeah. professional to oh, change yeah, the shaft. Yeah, yeah. out. But I mean that was my first. I believe that was really my first introduction to yeah. ping.
0: And that was our first titanium woods. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I worked on the fairway woods and Dan Kubka, who was our lead design engineer there, and he worked on the driver stuff. But we did tie side high side tech and then into the rapture stuff and then i think you came in on some of the rapture yeah. stuff at, yeah at the yeah.
1: your post rapture is that you <clears> marty
2: yeah right at the rapture i, well, I designed the rapture, rapture hybrid track. which okay. i was following right. tony's lead on the
1: driver yeah. you know we were tying the whole family Correct. together yeah. right so so how 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 instrumental was he in your career you know like you're coming up and he's obviously established at this point at ping like are you bouncing ideas off of him is he kind of your carston in a way is in 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 like how you ask questions and go through those process
2: yeah i would say a little bit of both okay. like you know the driver we've talked a lot about and tony was the lead designer i mean he's he's touched a lot of products that a lot of people have loved Right. TIE SI, TIE. TIE si uh tech fairway woods right right and titanium with the yep. with the uh, zirconium, zirconium sole plate then tungsten, tungsten. <laughs> we maxed so that yeah, out Yeah, exactly yeah. um so tony leading the rapture driver yep. it was like the driver kind of sets the tone for the whole family. Right, yep. So that's really where we first started working about it t- together. But yeah, Tony's been a great mentor to me and a lot of our, jun- our, our engineers coming up on all the nuance. Like, yeah. how do you understand the core principles? Because he's worked with Karsten and John for so long, how do you instill all those principles into your day-to-day decision-making, day. yeah. right? And I think that's what Tony's yeah. been great at with, with the rest of the engineering group.
1: Loves to teach. Um, Tony, how was Marty at a young age? Because, you know, like you see these young prodigy golfers yeah. and
0: you go, oh, man,
1: Rory <laughs> McIlroy, Victor Hovland, like these guys are great at a young age. How was Marty I as,
0: a, as a youngster? I, I remember the day that Marty was hired and we went out and we talked to him out at Moon Valley one day. A group of us went out and talked to him. And Marty had a crew cut and he was all business, man. And he, when he came in, he was down to manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Marty's been – on the floor working on equipment, working with people, learning how the process works and then you could just see Marty kind of grow from there and then take that what he learned with working with people on the floor and then with the manufacturing team and then taking that and when he got into design and helping out, it just kind of flowed together. Yeah, and that's what I've loved
2: about Tony's journey is that he's still today now working on putters, which we'll get to, <coughs> is working across the entire spectrum. And that's what, I lo- that's what we that's both cool love about Ping. Yeah. You get your hands dirty down there in manufacturing, like like making the actual yep. product, All you know, then all the way up to designing it and doing what we're here to do, and all, everyone enjoying the fruits of our labor there uh, is super fun. And even to John Solheim's credit, yep. right, when yep. we were, uh, during COVID, when we were all... All of us exactly. office workers are down there building product. John A. Solheim is down there working a shifts <laughs> yep. on Saturday mornings. He's got everyone's got their their face coverings right. on during COVID, and people didn't know it was him, him, right? He's down there putting his time in, and that is incredible. Yep. You you still do that to this day, yep. which I have a lot of
0: respect yep. for, Tony. On, yeah. and that's and for John John A. to do that. And that's kind of his style, right? He yeah. doesn't want to make a big deal about it. He doesn't want people. He just wants to, to, if you see him, fine. But that's not his purpose to go and say, hey, look at me. I'm down here. He actually is doing it just to help the company. So let's transition to PLD. Yeah. you know,
1: Because, I mean, we, that goes back to 2016, working yeah. with tour players. Right. Uh, how did that kind of idea mm. come about? And how was that process like to basically come up with this okay. new line of
0: putters for ping? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, um Back then, Chance Cosby uh, was running our tour department, and, and our VP of engineering um, and me, we went and talked to Chance. or Chance came to us and basically was saying, hey, we need to up our game in putters. We need to do more because there's co- um, competitors out there and other people are doing mill putters and doing a lot of different stuff. And so Paul Wood, our VP of engineering, says, okay, this is, this is what you're going to do. You need to go out and start figuring out how to do this. So 2016-17, um, 2016 17 started going out on tour and talking with players and trying to just kind of fill it out to see what they're looking for, what they need, and
1: how, so, you so know. How are you starting those conversations? Like, are you going up to a Bubba Watson and you're saying, hey, we're thinking about doing this at yeah. Ping, we're going to be doing this at Ping, or were you just kind of seeing what their thoughts were on the actual putter line that existed? Right.
0: I would say a lot of, uh, first of all, I was very nervous, so it was tough for me to go <laughs> to these guys, like Lee Westwood and right. Louie and Bubba and these guys. And, and just start kicking this conversation up, but our tour reps, uh, uh, Christian Pena at the time and, and and Ko, were very helpful with that. Right? They brought they brought it in. They kind of teed it up for me to go in and have these conversations. Um, but the pl- our players are so good, and they're very yeah. receptive to this. And it, sh- it it takes the time going out there as much as you can, and getting their trust. Yeah, is the first thing that you can actually deliver something. Because um, that was what I, when I was going out is our tour guys, tour reps said, the one thing you cannot do is say, hey, I'm going to get you something and then not get it to them in a timely manner. So make sure it's whatever like children. You, you gotta, <laughs> Don't you, tell your child you're going to Disney World yeah. and then bail on that trip. <laughs> so you have to commit. And it's just a little bit of a process of, I think, gaining their trust a little yeah. bit, but yeah. also producing a good yeah. product
2: for them that helps them actually go and win tournaments. I think early on there, Tony, I remember you, you brought some samples. Yes of putters that are even our own staff hadn't seen before from us, yeah. right? I mean
1: are these like are these like PLD adjacent ideas, like mill looking I mean, putters? I, I, so this, Shane, I, that's a great question. I mean
2: even yeah. if you take a classic answer yeah. design right. and Tony, I want to go into this, yep. some of the nuanced details that you do, you go back to your machine shop where it all started. Yep what are some of those nuanced things this is some of the one of the first samples we brought out there Shane which is an answer but it just you set it down you're like wait a minute this looks different yep. so there's a lot you can do in the machining process the speeds feeds the cutters yep. Tony talk about some of those all those little nuanced details in there on those early on samples that's now in our the yeah. the our PLD family.
0: Yeah. I think that was the one thing that was really important to me is we have a really good machine shop. Yeah, and I really wanted to take advantage of them um, and really focus on the machining of the putters and just the small details. And it's not just an, an answer putter like Myers talking about. It's not. It's every surface is important on that. It's the top rail. It's the balance. It's the hosel, and how those should look when you set down that putter is how are the shadows, how are the different milling lines, this is a a little bit more aggressive, this is not as aggressive, so you can highlight certain parts of the clutter, but it was when we first started going out and and talking to these players, it was the, the top rail thickness or how it broke off of the toe and the shadowing and the tangents of the curves and stuff, that they were square. And every line, every milling line, every surface was either parallel or perpendicular to uh, To the ball or to the face, but still keeping that classic answered look, right? Yeah. Um, so, part of a guy Bubba Watson puts it down. i just like, okay, I'm used to seeing. I've won two Masters with a mass right. with with an answer putter. This looks good to me, or this is what I want to do. And then just going through that process, say, okay, hey, next time I see you, I'll have that for you. And then just it could be one iteration. It could take six iterations before we get there. But once we get there, the guy is, has that trust now and is seeing. We're making progress in what he likes to see and how it feels and sounds. So, do you,
1: do you remember a certain moment where you were going through that process with a player and you finally gave them a model and they were like, oh, my goodness, this yeah. is it? Do you, you, you have a moment like that?
0: There's a, there's a couple, um, one with uh, uh, Seamus Power. Yeah, This was an interesting thing because we started talking about putters and kind of what he wanted to see, what he liked. Um, so I went back to work, and I – I think I made six different screenshots of things he had said. Okay. And then I would send it to him and I'd say, what do you like? A, B, C, or D? And he said, I like B, but can you give me a little bit of C here? (laughs) So then I would do the CAD work and I'd send it again. He goes, okay, I like that. So then this is kind of how the process kind of developed out there for me was, okay, now you've given me pretty good direction on what you like. Then I'd go print out a 3D printed part and take it out on tour. And then have the guys actually set it down on a green. I paint it up black, put white lines, okay. and have them set it down on a green behind the ball and say, okay, is this what you really want? And sometimes it is, sometimes it's another iteration, but my goal was, hey, I'm not gonna start cutting apart until you see something, you're like, that looks great, and let's go. And then it's then we start making parts and go from
2: there. And Seamus, uh, Tony, we know from his eye ping data, because we study that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're your signature of your stroke, his tempo ratio is always really on the slow side. Correct. So how did that weave into, you know, you're dialing in, uh, making sure Seamus has what he wants in the setup position, how it looks. What about the, how does his stroke type inform the design and the hosel?
0: Right. And um, the one thing I I think with putters is it's, a player's got to set it down and look at it and say, that looks really good to me. That gives me confidence. I know I can, but then under the hood, is okay, well, how do we get the weighting right? How do we get our MOI right? How do we get our CG in the right position? And with Seamus, it actually ended up, we ended up trying different materials on the sole plate to get the weight to where it matched his temple better. So we had stainless steel, we had, I think we ended up doing a carbon or a copper sole plate yeah, for him because copper. he needed a heavier head yeah. without changing too much about it. So uh, yeah, so getting the right weight to match Along with the look that looks good to him, is those things have to work together so that he can putt better. M-
1: Marty, it's it's so interesting. You know, golf is so much about problem solving. You know, like we yeah. talk about it in terms of strategy when you're playing golf, right? Yeah. It's okay, this tee shot might, might not fit my eye. Maybe hit three wood, or you know, I, I can kind of get aggressive here. This really, this whole plays into it. It's so interesting when you develop a new product. It's also about you know, kind of coming up with a with a problem to solve, right? Yeah. It's how can we make this better. PLD was a was a problem solver in a way. It was introducing this amazing line of putters, but it's also just going through. You're talking to the best players in the world about these certain things, and you're taking their feedback back home to create you know new concepts and new new ideas, and new designs. Yep.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's just that marriage. What Tony's done a great job of is is str- now like our PLD. So many of golfers out there just love the look of it. I can't tell you how many. Uh, folks I, I run across are like man your guys' putters are awesome now oh. because they have that look. Yeah. So you can take good. the same geometry, change the 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 tool path yep. with the cutter just ever so slightly and it's this thing, thing will have putter. a totally different yeah. look. Yeah. You know, but it's going back to uh, to Seamus is that marriage of Matt, then you still got to fit it to their stroke tie for them to put their best, right? Yep, hundred um, percent.
1: Bubba, didn't Bubba have like a weird paint or something on his PLD? Didn't he have like a was it? It was was it like what it would change color a rainbow? In the, it was a like rain- a rainbow, yeah, right? Yeah, that was
0: a rainbow. Party. So I mean, was
1: that a request from him, or was that you guys presenting him with something different? No,
0: that that was um, before. Was PLD? that pre-PLD? Was Pre-PLD, yeah. But um, he was another guy that going on early into it um i remember i think it was 2018 genesis and we'd gone through this whole process that i just talked about and i brought a putter out for him and he was coming down 10 the par the short par four at the yeah, riviera right, yep. and so i met him on that green and he's putting with it he's putting with it and all the tour guys are out there and everyone's like there's no chance there's no chance he was saying it's too fast off the off the face but then he took it with him and played a practice round, actually put it in the bag that week and won, and went on to win three times with it. <laughs> so you just never know. You were his best friend that if, year. If, if the guy, if the, it goes back to if he sets it down and it fits him, the weight's right, the loft's right, the ball's coming off the way he wants it to roll, the sound, the feel. These guys are going to, if they're making putts, man, they're going to, especially him. For sure. Right? If he can roll the ball, he's he's going to win. Tony, I want to dive into two more
2: players yep. you work with at the time. One is Tony now Yep. Like, let's, let's talk about the answer 2D, how that came yep. to be, yep. and how long you were yep. working it with Tony, a, yeah. and then what happened with his uh,
0: with his record after he switched. Yep. So um, when Finau first signed with us, he was in a, a different putter, and it was really hard to kind of get him to make a change or talk about different stuff. And I used to tell myself, it's like his commitment to that putter and his dedication to that is my goal is, man, if I can get him into ping, I hope he does that for us too I respect what you're doing We have to earn that from him We have to show him that We've got to make him we fall have in love to with make our punter, Right back, back to you. Got to, yeah. that, that trust that we can do stuff So we went into the lab Spent a lot of time in the lab And we basically it came down to like He's like I cannot play a blade It's way too small, way too thin And I don't want to play a mallet So we just started talking about He liked the look of an answer too But it just was too small and too light And then just kind of Led to hey we stretch that out a little bit, give you a little bit more weight, a little bit more width to it. That it would it still have a really nice look to it, and answer to, But the weight of a mid mallet or mallet, and a little bit more forgiveness, and, and um, just a little bit bigger. And then also we worked on the height of the hosel to match his stroke type. Yeah. But what we saw in the lab. So once we got him in there, we started seeing numbers that that were connecting with him and what he was seeing and feeling. Then from there on, we we. We started rolling, and then he went out and won three times with that. So Right, right after that. Right after <laughs> that. But it was, it was a process, all right? And um, yeah. I respect Tony 100% because I feel like I have a really good relationship where he's pretty honest with me. Like, he feels like he can reach out if he wants to try something. Um, so that, that's, that's really nice, especially from a, a player like that. Yeah. He's such a great guy anyways, but, um, man, he works hard on his putting, and he's very serious about it. They do
2: work hard. We, we, we talked to Boyd about this, too, yes. and Tony, you know, in the lab, we were with Jeff Thomas and developed this feature pretty much exclusively for Tony and Boyd, which is our Live Loft and Lion eye pick. Yes. So you can turn this thing on because he has such long arms. His hands, you know, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like conventional right, a lot of right. times.
1: Right, right. The toe will sit up a the little bit. The toe kind
2: yep. of sits up. His hands look a little low. His forearms aren't aligned with the shaft, things of this nature, but we built this feature the live loft and lie. So, he, him and Boyd could plug in their setup position for lie and shaft lean, and they could get live biofeedback. And that's right there in our eye <laughs> ping app. That's awesome. You know, because kind of the marriage of, of fitting and teaching is
0: so important yeah. from a putter standpoint. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, a, another quick story with Tony is there was a, a couple years ago where I think we've all seen that he would take his putter and turn it sideways and hit the toe. Right. and would make them in tournaments you would see it all the time and he i remember i'd come home from golf and he had sent me a message saying hey how do i get this feel of this how do i get a putter like this um so we started working on something to get to get a putter that is kind of down the lines of what the feel and some of the, the attributes he liked about doing that and um so we came up with some prototypes and we've worked on them. Actually, Tony Finau is part of the patent because some of the ideas and some of the work that we did. Was his ideas? He's, yeah, He's yeah. part of the, it's me, John A., and Tony Finau. <laughs> on the patent. And I, and I think it's really important because yeah. that's how we learn. That's how we get better to help players. And we all our players, we will do the same with that. We, we want your input, we want to hear from you so that we can make a good product for you, but not only you, but for everybody to yeah. make really good putters. Um, can we talk about the Easter egg on
1: the putter covers? How did that start? Marty showed me this day. I never didn't, I didn't understood that this was a thing.
2: Tour Tour PLDs, Tony Serrano, they got the Serrano pepper on.
1: Oh, the chili on pepper. When did that start? <laughs> so
0: uh, it goes back to, you met uh, Corey Bacon, right? Yeah, yeah. Corey's like, you should put a Serrano pepper on this stuff and mark it. That was years ago.
1: And then. Like a, kind of a joke, right? I mean, just put it on there for fun? It was kind of,
0: yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. of fun. And then over the last few years our ID guys that do some of our head covers um, have added it into the into the designs like design of the of it. head yeah, yeah. but you kind of got to look for it, it's kind of hidden in there but yeah. it's in there <laughs> um, so it's kind of just kind of taken off, not taken out but it's kind of developed its own thing and so now we put a Chili Pepper on our prototypes going out on tour and that only tour players have those putters with that and then once we get into commercialization, you wouldn't see it on there but
2: so they have have to personally touch your hands basically (laughs) to get the serrano Serrano putter for sure (laughs) tony what about uh what about victor hovland i mean he's been in that ds72 obviously having a lot of success with us
0: tell tell us about your work with victor victor is um he's he's different than most guys and i say that with all due respect um it was probably two years ago at Congaree, i went up to victor and i said hey what are your thoughts on, on working on a new revision of the DSM-2, which he's playing and he's won with uh, all these years? And he's like, well, what are you thinking? I go, I don't know, maybe we should start a revision. Is there, And I basically said, is there anything when you look down this putter that you're like, man, if I could change that, if I could change this, the littlest thing, the radius, anything. And he looked at me and he said, I wouldn't change a thing. He turned around and walked off. And I said, hey, Victor. And he turned around and looked back and I go, I agree. It's a <laughs> But he he's the one guy, he doesn't really tinker a lot with his putter. He one time told me, which I think essentially goes, the putter hasn't changed overnight. There's something that's in my stroke that I need to improve on to to get back to where I was. He goes, that hasn't changed. Something here's changed. So I think that's kind of his philosophy with putting. Um, we've, we've tried a few different yeah. things, um, but he always ends up back where, and we all know he he grinds like he yeah, he works yeah. so hard to figure it out. So um, he
2: he he's good like that. To tie it back to Waste Management Week, uh, I played with Victor.
1: He he actually you played with him when you played in the Phoenix yeah, Open. Yeah,
2: he got a sponsor exemption. I'm the section qualifier. Yeah, I mean he turns
1: pro in 19, so yeah, yeah that'll be really early in his career. I'm like I'm paired with Victor Hovland. Yeah. I was
2: <laughs> unbelievable, but he was using the same DS72 back then that he is now. Yeah. And when we had him on the pod, he talked about that. He said, "Hey, I'm not into the guys switching. They put- have a bad putting round, switching putters." He's like,
1: I'm "Well, it's, I mean, get Marty, you know this, it. but I mean, there's really two avenues, especially for pro golfers. It's like you switch a lot, or you never switch." And yeah. I mean, you see the guys out that's on the true. on tour that have used this. I mean, you, you think famously Tiger. I mean, Tiger used the same yeah. putter for how many years, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that you see on one side, and then you'll also see guys like I think Lee Westwood Lee was a Westwood. big tinkerer. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. he would change putters all the time, right? Yep. Yeah.
2: All the time, we, we we went into we've had him in the uh, the vault and ha- got all the putters out that he's won with, and you are like,
1: so didn't you tell me that, that he was crazy. messing around with one one time? He's like, I need to go back to this one. I like. Yeah, this. Yeah, we were
2: in the lab. He's like, oh, I'm trying to change my setup to back uh, like I did in <laughs> 1998 when I was putting like this. And we went and grabbed the putter because we the putters in the lab we matched the specs exactly. <laughs> So it's the same length, line goal, loft, and yeah. so we got it out and used it as a model.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't, I'm not going to use the gold one on tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony, just dive a little bit into the importance of getting fit for putters because I feel like this is mm-hmm. still that world, wedges and putters still feel like the world that maybe people still are interested in maybe going to buying something off the yeah.
0: rack. How yeah. important is it to go get fit? So I was listening to you guys' podcast with, uh, I think it was Corey, Yeah, and you guys were talking about, well, the, the drivers of... Most important club in your bag. And I'm like, I don't think it is. <laughs> Did you turn it off? Did you unsubscribe? <laughs> it's, it's a healthy it's debate it's a,
1: I'm out on the pod.
0: <laughs> but that's the one, in my opinion, the one club in your bag that is your scoring club, yep. right? That you can make up strokes with. You hit it on
1: every hole in theory. And
0: people don't get fit for that. And it's just it's something that yeah. I know Marty and his team yeah. and me, and we're working really hard on trying to get more people to get fit for putters. Because it's so important, you know, between if you're putting with a face bounce putter, but you should be in a strong arc that's, that's night and day and if we can help get you into a putter that matches your stroke we don't we're not really in the lab or working with players on uh, especially me i'm not out there to give you a putting lesson yeah we're here to get a putter in your hand that looks good and that matches what your you stroke do, right? right right so I would, it, we it, always tell guys that i'm not here to we want to just do your thing and let us get a putter in your hands that help your score
1: and it's a confidence thing at least for me personally marty i don't know if you feel the same way but like getting fit for a putter knowing that the putter you're using is the right thing for you yeah it boosts the confidence on the greens because you can't question that club right i mean that's you can't question something that has been measured and 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 seen in terms of data to make sure it's perfect for what you're doing on the greens i mean i think it's important
2: what i love that what we've done with pld is brought the process that Tony has taken and our reps have taken with our tour players to the people because now you can get fit for we fit everyone on with iPing, same tool we use with the tour players Uh, and you can customize sight lines you use a line the ball or not like all we we've talked to all these players over the last year Shane and they're all so different in what they do with their putting we can embrace that in the PLD process Tony, part of the PLD process is fitting for the sound and feel. 100%. So tell us about our different milling patterns that you've you've developed. Yep. And again, this is all born
0: from working yep. with, like Bubba was probably the first one where we really the, dialed it in. It right? is, yeah. I, we used to, Bubba used to be very specific about the, the milling on his face, and we've always called it Bubba groove. That's just what we do. Yeah. Okay. Right. Is that
1: deeper or, or is that Sh- deeper? Shallow. Or oh, shallow. Shallow, yeah.
0: Um, but even a step further back is we use... Uh, in the lab, we use different materials. We use a carbon steel and a stainless steel because in in doing some of this stuff early on, we found that some players could tell the difference between a carbon steel and a stainless steel. Yeah. the carbon being just slightly softer and maybe not as loud, um, and some guys like that, and some guys like a little bit more feedback, a little bit more sound. so along with that, then we go into we do three different uh, group patterns on the face, one is smooth one is our shallow, one is our deep. And all of them have a little bit different ball speed, and all of them have a little bit different sound, and a little bit different feel. The deeper the groove or the pattern is on your face, the softer it is, Um, and uh, it takes a little bit off of uh, the sound also.
1: Um, What's your favorite club you've ever designed? Do you have one that comes to mind? Of any club? Any club. Any club you've designed, you put your hands on. Let let me throw
2: this out there, because we didn't get it with the intro, but Tony also is the chief designer of the Rapture
1: Driver. Right. Yep. So, so I'm I, assuming that's high on the list. Very high. And yeah. the Rapture V2, one?
0: right? Rapture and Rapture V2, I did design both of those. Okay. But yeah, those are very high. And even back to some of the early stuff when we first went into Titanium and the and Taisai Tech. But um, it's they're all good, man. I I just <laughs> I love this is this is really cool working with these players and working on product for Ping. Um, but yeah, Rapture would probably be pretty high up there.
1: What does it feel for you personally when you know how many hours you put in with somebody like Victor yeah. or somebody like Tony, and you're watching on Sunday and you see him make a big 12 footer on the 16th green? Like, what does that do for you personally in this journey you've been on with Ping?
0: Um, pull the hamstring, jumping. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Have just a sideline, warm up. I'm out yeah. six to round. eight weeks with female injury. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I just. It, it feels great, right? Like you've helped this guy. I mean, he's doing the work. He's he's doing all the stuff out there. But to know that you've contributed, our team has contributed, and this is all good for Ping. In that, we have a product, a player out there that's winning. It looks good for us. It looks good for all of us and our team, because all of us work really hard on this product. And to see a it win, it's just it's just really good feeling for all of us.
2: Tony, talk tell talk a little bit about our machine shop and our machinists. Like, what is what is a day in the life of one of our machinists at Ping, okay. you know, and what are the quality? You talked about Carson okay. giving everybody, hey, you can stop yep. the line, right? Yep. And that's still in our culture today. 100%. 100%. Talk talk about a day in the life of uh, of one of our machinists at, at Ping who's working on our yep. PLDs.
0: So one of the things when we first started working in the shop is a little bit of a, a culture change where a machinist when they're down there they're they're trying to get stuff out quick and fast and. You know, try and get stuff to market as quick as you can. So it took a little while to get guys to say, Hey, slow down. Yeah. What's really important here is that we get the best looking putters, the best mill putters in golf. And a lot of the guys down there aren't golfers. So you have to kind of just kind of set up the expectation of what's going out there, what people are looking at, why this is so important. And to get those guys to really focus on the different details the, the the like you said the the speed the uh the step over on the different cuts the different surfaces where everything kind of lines up and I've even taken the guys hey let's go outside I want to show you why this is important when the sun hits this this is what a player's seen this is Interesting. why that's important yeah Interesting. and they're just yeah. like well I'm not a golfer but right now, now I get it um so it's we have a few guys down there right now that that's we joke at work. They put their PLD hat when they come into work every day, and that's all they work on. And they take a lot of pride in that now. When we get a win on a Sunday or something, like, I'll get a text, was that our guy? It's our guy, and they're just like, yeah. Love it, love it. So they, they are all in, and they and I, I do my best to keep them um, motivated and know that we are making the best putters in golf. We are making the best milled putters in golf, and it's because of you. It's because the time you guys put in, the work you put in, the Saturdays we come in. Yeah. It's all that. And it and everybody's all in it for the same reason to get the best putters out there and hopefully get some wins and, and go from there.
2: Tony, you bring up a good point. I think the classic machinist training by default yes. is how do you optimize for speed,
1: cost, right. 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 productivity, yep. throughput. And, and you, you have to you kind can, of slow them down. Yeah, you're times. like, yeah, hey, we can
2: we can choose a tool path that's going to take 20 minutes yeah. longer for this yeah. for the top of this yeah. putter. We can use a more expensive cutter. Right, right. You
0: can use you can change the cutter out every putter if you have to. Yeah, it's, so, and it's hard to get that culture. Like, but that cutter's still good. No, it's not. Look, it's starting to you know that surface I mean, isn't what it should be. I mean, that's I mean in in
1: today's age, yeah, that's not the philosophy of a lot nope. of companies i mean the, yeah. the philosophy of a lot of companies yeah. is like let's turn out as much as we can as fast as we can as cheap as we can and to be at a place where you're comfortable saying take a little bit longer <laughs> yeah. let's change this out it might cost a little bit more but that's okay i mean that's got to make you feel great yeah. great as well I,
0: and i think that's our culture at ping is we've been taught and brought up there is hey make the best product we'll figure this stuff out let's just make sure we got a really good product and, and get it out and then we'll figure out the rest
1: i uh i got it my i got when pld came out i got an answer i loved it it was uh it was smooth faced i got grooves put on on the back end jeff did that for me and uh it was patina and it's just been down the line and uh they're just great i mean the the putters are beautiful and i'm with you i think they're the best in golf so you and your team are doing a great job
2: i I appreciate that tony talk a little bit about our different finishes that we offer
0: yes um and what do they do to the look of the putter you know so um we do we offer five different finishes right now uh we do the stainless steel, we offer a satin finish. Okay. And then we do th- the carbon steel, we do a patina. Uh, we do the black. We do an oyster. And we do a glazed donut. So those are five different glazed donuts. Glazed donut. Yeah.
2: You got to come see it's, it. I haven't it's, seen it. Is yeah. this new?
0: Is don't I don't know about it's, it. It's fairly new, and I would I would mention back to going to a donut. What is the deal? It's more of a golden. I'm so interested in this. It's it's mysterious. It's
1: mysterious. I'm into it. Now I want a donut.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want a chili pepper and a donut after this podcast. Um, But see, and part of that goes back to working with guys in our shop is the patina was our guys in our shop just trying different stuff to come up with a new is it like mixing what is, is it like it's, i mean this is from an idiot's perspective no, no. it's like mixing paint like what are you doing to we, come up with that it's it's quite a long process but yeah. basically you heat it up with a torch okay and you're putting a chemical on it and then you seeing how it dries yeah, basically yeah see how it dries and then you some steel wool and a lot of times you got to redo it but but, to, but but there's a lot of process control a lot there's of a lot of hand work a lot of hand work yeah and we continue to try and be more efficient at that and make it a faster process, but that that finish, it is what it is because it yeah. takes the time, the handwork, and the steel wool and working every surface to get it to look just right. And a lot of times you'll get down with a putter and there's just some part of the putter didn't quite get hot enough, so it doesn't match the rest of it. So you go back and you blast it and you start over to get it right. That's where our guys, I think it's just like... They're, they're, they're so smart and they have so many good ideas and then just working with them and listening to them that we can come up with stuff. 36 years yes, at sir. Ping.
1: Yes, and you're going to keep rocking and rolling? Yep. Well, we appreciate everything you do. We appreciate you taking some time to chat with us. I appreciate you having The PLD to get- line, and Marty and I have talked about it. We talked about it yesterday. Oh, I mean, it is it's a game changer. I yeah. mean, not just for I mean. putters, but for Ping in general. I mean, having this line and being able to look Just down on something you, that you're that confident yeah in. i mean special.
2: It, it's ping is we've always been there on the principles but you know now it's also i you you look down to your putter and you could you fall in love with it yeah. because of all these nuanced details and and uh, everything that tony's put into it t it's been great having you on thank you
1: appreciate it, tony the you. rock star this is the ping proving Rails podcast